1MDB has sparked embezzlement and money laundering investigations across One of the biggest corruption scandals the world has ever seen. What may be the biggest financial scam in the history. Number of corrupt 1MDB officials treated this public trust as a personal bank account. Follow us as we bring you into the courtroom where the biggest financial scandal in Malaysian history is being heard. By the Malaysian Insight, this is the Najib Razak 1MDB trial, and I'm Patrick Teo. Former 1MDB CEO Sharul Azrol Ibrahim took orders directly from former Prime Minister Najib Razak when the Sovereign Wealth Fund lost 700 million US dollars. Former Finance Minister too, Ahmad Husni Hanatsla, told the Kuala Lumpur High Court today. 1MDB had taken a 1 billion US dollar loan from Deutsche Bank to obtain a 40% share in the 1MDB Petro-Saudi joint venture project. However, 300 million US dollars was remitted to the JV company, while 700 million US dollars went to Goodstar, a company controlled by Low Take Joe at RBS Couts Bank. <laughs> It is Thursday, June 23rd. Husni, the prosecution's 20th witness, was back on the stand to be re-examined by lead prosecutor Gopal Sri Ram. Unlike yesterday, Husni was much more composed. Sri Ram started by asking Husni about Najib's lawyer Shafi Abdullah's comment that Sharul is a criminal. This was based on testimony given by former 1MDB Board of Directors Chairman Mohammed Baki Saleh. It was put to you that Baki had described Sharul as a criminal. Are you aware who Sharul was taking instructions from? Sri Ram asked Husni. Najib Tun Razak, Husni replied. By Najib, you mean the accused? Sri Ram prompted, to which Husni said, yes. Yesterday, Najib's lawyer Shafi Abdullah called Sharul a criminal based on Baki's testimony. When Shafi asked what he thought about Baki's statement, Husni pointed out that Sharul was only terminated in 2016 after the mismanagement at 1MDB had taken place. Why was he appointed to the Prime Minister's office after that? Husni threw back at Shafi. Moving on, Sri Ram then asked Husni if he knew, to the best of his knowledge, if Sharul received any perks. I don't know, Husni said. He received his salary, which is normal. Sri Ram then quizzed Husni on who had the decision-making power in 1MDB. As far as 1MDB is concerned, do you have any decision-making power? Sri Ram asked Husni. No, Husni answered. Sri Ram then asked, To the best of your knowledge, who had the decision-making power? And Husni said, Najib Tun Razak. Did the accused make that clear to you that he was in control? Sri Ram asked further. Husni went into a long explanation here. When I raised the issue that you cannot form a company without a feasibility study, Najib said he will continue. That was in early 2009, Husni explained. In late 2009, when the company invested in the joint venture with Petro Saudi International, I told him that, firstly, 
there is no oil well yet. Then, if there is no petrol, we will lose the investment. Secondly, 1MDB has no track record with petroleum. Thirdly, I said, why not let Petronas, as they have the expertise? Najib mentioned to me, you don't interfere anymore in 1MDB. It shows that the powers are with him. There is no discussion, you know, Husni concluded. After this exchange, Husni was released. The prosecutor then informed Judge Colin Lawrence Akera that there were 20 more witnesses to go before the prosecution stage of the case concluded. The 1MDB trial will resume in August. Thank you for listening. This podcast was brought to you by the Malaysian Insight. It was written by Rivati Supramaniam and I'm Patrick Teo.